this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's The Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host, the founder of One Best Consult and a Silver Fox Advisor. And I'm so glad you took the opportunity and the time out to join us or listen to this if you're listening to a podcast later on. Uh, we've got another wonderful show lined up for you, I hope. And we're going to, the most important thing we're going to do is we're going to finish out. Uh, this will be the third in a series of our soup to nuts conversations. We've got Matt Umholtz here in the studio with PaySphere. We've been talking about everything payroll, HR, as well as timekeeping. It's a very important part of any business where you have employees is keeping track of them, paying them properly, timely, doing all the right things when you hire, when you encourage, and when you fire. All those things. It's a big basket (laughs) of responsibilities, and uh, PaySphere can really help you with that. Matt's done a great job, I feel, in educating us, and we're going to finish up today with some of the great predictions he has of what's going to be happening uh, in that world. And I think it's worth a listen because you can prepare your own business. Never want to be on the leading edge, but you want to be right behind it. So I think you have an opportunity to learn a lot today. I want to mention, too, the show today is sponsored by my company, OneBestConsult.com. This is where you'll find common sense business experience for the small business community. And I encourage you to visit our website. It's at one. That's the number one bestconsult.com. And if you care to join our community, we have a great community of business people who are swapping ideas. I'm always available as a mentor or advisor if you want to engage me. And I encourage you to do so. Every business, in my opinion, every business owner needs a mentor or mentors, depending on the kind of business you are involved in. I want to also mention right up front, the show is being broadcast live on Facebook Live. So if you'd like to see us as well as hear us, Switch over to Facebook Live at the Weekly Business Hour page. And while you're there, like us. Become part of our community on the Weekly Business Hour. Well, right now, if you have a question during the show or after the show, you can email us. Uh, Just email me at one. Again, that's the number one best consult at Gmail. Even a question about your own business. Say, Rick, I need some (coughs) advice. What would you do? What do you think? I'd be glad to try to answer them. Or if you feel inclined, just call me. I answer my phone all the time, 832-699-2132. So at this point, with that little bit of introduction behind us, I encourage you to grab your pad and pencil, sort of sit back, relax a little bit, but listen and take some notes as we talk about everything business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. Well, Matt Umholtz, as I mentioned, is in the studio. He's the founder, CEO of PaySphere. Matt, welcome back to the show. Welcome. Yeah, third time's a charm, right? Well, I tell you, we're kind of, <laughs> I really deeply appreciate all the time. Uh, for you that are listening, these folks that come in and talk to us about Soup to Nuts, uh, these conversation series that will continue through the end of this year and into next year, uh, they're not only experts in the field, but they spend time preparing. Uh, they look for the best information that we can get across to people because our time on the radio is limited. But I encourage you, when we're off the air, Go take a look at their websites, and if you've got questions or interested in services, Matt, what is your website? It's uh, paysphere.payroll.com. So it's P-A-Y-S-P-H-E-R-E, sphere like the shape, payroll.com. Again, I encourage you uh, to go. There's a lot of educational material there. Matt's company offers webinars and other information that are free, and I encourage you to take advantage of them because some of those topics, really great topics. How do you pick the topics for your webinars? Uh, you know, I, I wish I knew. So uh, I've got a, a great marketing person on our team. Uh, his name's Tim Hester, and he does a phenomenal job finding uh, the specifics out in the market of what folks are looking to learn about and putting those webinars together. So I, I'd say just, uh, you know, working with somebody great to find those <laughs> is, well, our, is obviously, our key. Obviously, you have to sign off on them, but I, yeah. some of the, the, the topics are right on point. And I've listened to one of your webinars, and it's great information. It's concise doesn't take a lot of time. So yeah. again, folks, I encourage you go to the website, sign up to be on the mailing list. You also yeah. put out a great newsletter 
yep. on a regular basis with a tip or two in every one of them that can help people even today. Yeah, absolutely. So we hear from our customers on challenges that they have in the market. Uh, we also have um, an outsource HR team that we really lean on to provide some of that content of what they're hearing in the market. And that's where a lot of our newsletter content comes from. And you can sign up for the newsletter straight from our website at paysforapparel.com. Just put in your email address. I promise we won't spam you. Uh, we'll just send you, uh, you know, occasional newsletter and occasional uh, information about maybe one of our blog posts that may be meaningful to you. Right. Plus the invites to the webinars. I yep. think those yep. are, are really good. And I'm glad I'm on your ma mailing list as well. Well, Matt, we've got a topic to talk about today. Uh, you're going to go out on a limb, as I say, because anytime we yeah. make predictions, uh, <laughs> we go out on a limb. In fact, I want to ask you one prediction. Yeah. Are the Astros going to the World Series? Absolutely, they are. <laughs> Boy, you're out there. You and Mattress Mac. Well, Mattress Mac predicts they'll win, yeah. right? And we get a free bed. Yeah. Well, let's start off. Let's get a little bit serious here. Your first prediction, uh, you talk about gorillas. I like that word, yeah. gorillas. What's yeah. a gorilla? A gorilla in the uh, in the human capital management or payroll outsourcing space, or the the big Fortune 500 guys, the guys with ticker symbols, you know, the guys that uh, you know typically do over a billion in revenue. That's what we call the the gorillas of our world. And so, what are the gorillas? Do you predict what what are they going to be up to, and what's going to happen with them? Yeah. So our um, our prediction number one is that the the gorillas uh, are going to see some market share erosion. Um, and and I, a little disclaimer, this is not uh, any futuristic stock forecasting, so don't use this as investment advice. Um, but what we're seeing in the in the mid-market space, 50 to 1,000 employee space, is technology advancement is coming really quickly. So the, the big gorillas are seeing more and more competition day-to-day -day, uh, than they ever have in the past. So this is startup competitors that are highly funded or just mid-market competitors that are just getting better technology. Um, they're also seeing the customer just want a more customized solution, which for the big guys doesn't lead to more profit. So they're typically not willing to do some of the customized things that, you know, companies like, like Paysphere and others in the market are willing to do. Um, so what we're seeing today, and this prediction is embedded in data. Um, so you'll find with me, most of what I say is I, I've taken some data and set it based on uh, things I'm seeing, but uh, we're seeing the the largest people in our market really broaden their product portfolio. So as opposed to just saying, hey, we're going to offer you HR and payroll solutions, uh, they're widening that product set to really be a, uh, a services organization um, and leading with those types of products. Um, so what is that going to do? Well, it gives them a competitive advantage because you know, a lot of the players in the market don't have that as a core philosophy that they want to do those things. Um, so that's a big piece of it. It also increases the price of the product. Um, so what we're seeing is, you know, really trying to compete with those things because technology and service are not areas in which the big guys are able to really compete anymore. So how can they compete? Well, broaden the product portfolio, um, which we feel short term will enable some, you know, some revenue growth for those guys. Uh, but if there is a downturn, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint, which you know, I think all of us have kind of looked at 2019 as a potential, um, then I, I think a lot of folks are going to be really surprised because the client count um, from what we're seeing in the market is decreasing, but the actual billing for these guys is increasing. So the inverse relationship of if people become more price sensitive, uh, they're going to start to make changes. Um, you know, where the, the true technology and service providers are winning in that space um, is really taking an active approach and, and providing the customer exactly what they need, no more, no less, um, you know, not overselling just to make additional money, but truly helping businesses be more successful by listening, learning on the front end and customizing a solution to what they need. So, you know, I, I have one comment about that particularly. It's always been my experience, and I've been, gosh, 40-plus years, I hate to say it, but it's been that long, and that when larger competitors, larger vendors in this case, are in the marketplace selling whatever it might be they're selling, that they have a very difficult time, ultimately, as they grow, they start spreading and, and providing their services to larger, bigger and bigger companies. Mm -hmm. And the smaller clients, and I, I use the word loosely, the SMB, the small, mid-sized business, particularly the small business, which I always define under 250, they kind of get left behind yep. and end up with a box. It's either you fit in the box or you don't, yep. or uh, in some cases, and I have clients right now struggling with the banking area. You're paying for services that 
you don't use. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're not applicable even. But the big <laughs> banks say, well, here's our here's our box. Yeah. And this is what it costs. And either you're in. If you need a few of these things, then you got to get in the box. You got to take it all. And most importantly, you got to pay for it all. That's is right. that what you're really talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, definitely in a way. So I, I talked on the last show about my employee number, uh, you know, where I started my career and it was G257. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a core philosophy of our organization to never treat a customer like a number. Um, so how do you do that? Well, you got to listen, learn, you got to get to know their business and deploy a solution that ultimately is customized and, and helps them be successful. So you won't find a, you know, trying to jam a, a square peg into a round hole with PaySphere. And that's where the the winners of the future are really going to win uh, because businesses, ultimately, it's an ROI. So I'm investing with you, um, whether it's in investing a you know dollar to make a dollar or it's investing in technology in the future, you know, HR, the human capital, the organization. Um, you know, that's what the future is about. And that's what we really believe in. And we're really laser focused on you know, delivering on that that mission of helping the you know small to medium sized business be more successful without all the fluff. You know, they we don't need all that other stuff. We're we're really focused on what we do well. Well, it sounds like you don't need a lot of boxes either, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, let's move on to your prediction number two, yep. and, and that fits the future and whatnot, and and that's the race for talent. I believe you called it. Yep. Uh, talk to us. I mean, obviously, we're in a very very tight labor market. Yeah. In pretty much all parts of the country, yeah. whether it be non-skilled, skilled, it seems to kind of cro- cut across all levels. Talk to us about what you predict will happen in your industry because of the tightening of talent. Yeah. So uh, last I looked, uh, unemployment was at 3.7. So um, crazy low in comparison to the future. I think the lowest was in 55. It's like two and a half or so, but we're, we're really low right now. Um, and everybody says the race for talent, like it's a no brainer. Um, you know, the unemployment where it's at, we're all fighting for talent, but there's a difference today than there was in the past. And the difference is we have this whole uprising of a a completely different culture element in the, in the enterprise space or in organizations in general. And that's, you know, we have a, a millennial workforce. We have very, it's very social organizations where people are looking and trying to learn more about organizations before they come on board. So, um, you know, one of the predictions I have in, in the talent space is really companies focusing on organizational branding. So how do you do that? It's building processes that are on college campuses. It's, you know, building a social media profile. Like, are you on Instagram? You know, these folks that are just coming into the job market, they're going to Instagram to see, you know, what you're all about. They're researching you on um, a myriad of different websites before they even come to your office to even interview. Um, I read a statistic recently just on people in our market and 57% of buyers in our space, they actually make the decision before they even meet with anybody. So they haven't even interviewed people and candidates I feel are, are really the same way. So in the, in the HR and HCM outsourcing space, you're going to see more technology aiding in that branding. Like how can we get out to those social channels? Um, How can we electronically put those job postings out where they matter, where our top fit candidates are actually shopping Um, and then sourcing candidates using, you know, LinkedIn that, I mean, everybody's doing that, but how do we leverage LinkedIn? How do we integrate LinkedIn into our HCM platform? How do we get those postings out automatically with the limited staff that we have today? Um, So that's another big piece. Um, Something that we believe in internally and uh, we're seeing it much more in the space are assessments. Um, you know, data-driven decision-making. Assessments used to be a thing of, you know, I've even heard uh, managers and organizations say that, yeah, I don't want an assessment. Those things, you know, they just they just tell me if somebody's, you know, whatever. But the, the reality is those assessments really can predict positional fit. Um, so using those to make data-driven decisions on hiring. And then the last thing is onboarding. So how do I bring somebody on to the organization um, and make them feel special and, uh, you know, make that first day really important and make it easy and, uh, give them decision-making tools for maybe benefits that they used to not have. So, um, you know, the, the war on talent is not just, Hey, let's go try to find somebody else and be different and pay more. It's, we need to organizationally brand and, and tie into the places where people are looking for the types of jobs we have. And then we got to onboard them. Right. Um, so, you know, we're going to see more and more push of that in the technology space because 
you know, the talent's limited. So now you got to do more with less people, right? So how do you do it? Well, technology can help you. Well, you know, my observation on that before we go to break, because we're running a little bit long in this segment, but is that even the smallest company, even the smallest companies, one, two, five, 10, 20, when it comes to talent, they need to be doing things differently. They need to be doing some, if not all, of the technology. And I know that'll be a big surprise, but if they are trying to, in fact, grow, or even mm-hmm. the replacement factor based on maturity where yeah. folks retire, move on, leave, you've got to do your best you can to attract the people to your business and then to retain them. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we've run up against our break. We're going to take our first break of the day, and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk with Matt. He's got a couple other interesting predictions, which I think uh, they'll have a direct impact on your business. It's worth listening to, so I appreciate it. If you'd stay with us, we'll be right back. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host. Uh, Thank you for staying with us. We're in our second segment today. We're having, I think, a wonderful conversation with Matt Umholtz, the founder and CEO of Paysphere. Uh, Matt's going out on that proverbial limb called predictions. Uh, We've had two predictions, Matt. Wonderful points, I think. Uh, But I particularly like the third one we're going to talk about. And that's something we call, you call, continuous performance management. It's an HR issue and one that I have a great respect for and try to encourage clients large and small to think about. So lead us through that discussion and tell us what your prediction is about performance evaluation. Yeah. So, well, most of us have probably sat through um, what I call the ancient annual review process. Um, And I'm not talking about doing away with ratings or building new ongoing process for goal setting, but really continuous performance improvement. So uh, Rick, I'll pose the question back to you. Tell me about a, uh, a performance review you've had in your career? Well, we never really did. Well, excuse me, let me back up. I had performance reviews on a daily basis. Okay. <laughs> when we were in a family That's business. what I'm talking about, well, continuous that, that performance was a family management. Business, so we evaluated yeah. each other. Of course, when I had wonderful people training me as I, the first five, yep. 10 years of my career, giving me feedback in a very encouraging way, typically. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I, I, maybe that's why I think yeah. this is a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I think you're speaking to the cultural elements of the organization, right? right? Like, uh, you know, a daily performance review check-in. I mean, that's just a good thing to do. A lot of organizations end up missing that. You know, the, the way they communicate with an employee is through a paycheck once a week or once every two weeks. But, you know, what... What I'm referring to in the, the continuous performance management is really being focused on goal setting, uh, 
coaching, evaluation, feedback, and doing it in a structured way. It doesn't have to be, um, a, you know, sitting across the desk with a sheet of paper and saying, hey, here's how I'm looking at your performance. It just needs to be in a, in a structured way and in a repetitive way. So whether it's in a weekly one-to-one or if it's in a, a monthly, you know, really a monthly review of, hey, let's just check in, see how you're doing. How are you tracking towards your goals? Um, you know, having individual goals where somebody has laid out their plan in the organization of, you know, I've really liked my career to go this way. Um, you know, it's just first having that discussion of, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? You know, how can I help you reach them? And the other piece of talent is, you know, helping you reach them is training and providing the resources and things you need to be successful in the organization. Um, so those are big, big pieces to continual performance um, management. And the other piece is we're seeing organizations, and, and we're really focused on internally at Basephere, is focusing on core values. The value, core values, the shared values of the individuals in the organization with the organization. So are we all aligned? And if we're not aligned, why? Can we get aligned? And if we can't get aligned, that's okay. Just not the right position for you or not the right company for you because company core values sometimes don't transcend to the employees. And that's okay. Uh, companies are getting smarter and they want to find folks that really want to march the same direction as the organization. And they have the same organizational belief. Um, and that all flows into that continual performance management that can be done weekly, monthly, you know, however often, uh, but it needs to be done a lot more than annually. Well, and I think you make a good point. And I have two questions. The first is, what do you find though with, with smaller companies, you know, SMB under 250. Uh, I find when I work with clients, particularly in the lower end of that number, up to say 50, 100, there's kind of a reluctance because they're saying, okay, that's just one more responsibility that I, as a manager, supervisor, whatever level, does the reviews. And so I've got 10, 15 people, five people, whatever that work directly, my directory, my direct reports. Yeah. I've got training I have to do with the core of management supervisor. Yeah. What do you tell them? I mean, what is the big benefit? I, I mean, I see it, yeah. but what do you tell people? You know, I would say that your responsibility is to your your employees and to help them get the most out of their career and be successful. And if you do that, the, the ROI is there. I mean, there's a thousand studies that talk about the ROI of investing in your talent uh, and producing more to the bottom line. So I, I don't look at it as a task. And, and what you mentioned is somebody looking at it as, oh, man, I have another task. It's not a task. It's an investment into the future of the organization through your people. Um, and imagine if, you know, you get everybody going the right direction, but you still have one person. You're like, man, I just, something's not clicking. And that's okay. You can have that conversation. And, and let, maybe you bring somebody else in who really is aligned. Imagine the department now. I mean, it, you don't have that person dragging you, dragging, holding you back. Everybody's aligned and moving forward the same direction. I mean, that's an investment. It's not a task. It's an investment in the organization and an investment in, in your people. Because if you're not doing those reviews, they don't feel the love. And if they don't feel the love, studies show they don't produce like they like they should or could, right? They don't reach their full potential. So Well, and I think that's very important to people to understand. Obviously, uh, as a business owner, I've owned multiple businesses. You know, the idea that someone liked their job or enjoyed or was comfortable and all those words, you know, but, you know, that is what it is but the idea that we're keeping people focused on where they're going. And, and I need to make a comment to here because there may be some business owners that are listening to this. Don't, if you have somebody that's happy where they are, they're not trying to move up the ladder or move up, but they still need to be reviewed. And, and if nothing else, it assures them that they are in the right place, headed the right direction. Even if they want to spend the next 20 years, if that position lasts yeah. that long, in that position. It's not that's just right. the go-getters that's right. and the yeah. ones that are moving ahead. It's the whole workforce. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Cause some, some folks don't, I mean, they, they don't want to, Hey, I don't want to move to that department. I don't want to do those other things. I'm really happy with where I'm at today. Well, you still got to, you know, let them know how they're doing in that role today and, and roles, especially now in, in the world we live in, they change, they change a lot. Uh, there's a push in the industry to move away from job descriptions completely into a more um, hybrid role because things are changing so quickly. So moving away to the, Hey, here's your job description for the next 10 years and more of a, Hey, let's evaluate that every 90 days and we'll adjust because things are changing so quickly. Um, so 
you know, even, even folks who are, you know, they just really want to hunker down and, and do a great job still need that, that feedback. Yeah. It's great communication. Yeah. To me, it's the center of <laughs> That's, making it all work. It, well, didn't we boil few, it? We've got a few minutes left and you have something you called that you uh, gave to me a bonus prediction. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at that and let you talk about what you think is the bonus prediction for all of us that are in business yeah, well, uh, I, in this space. I initially said Matt's, uh, you know, three near-term predictions. So I had to throw in a bonus, but, um, in our world, specifically in the lower mid market, which is 50 to 200 employees, I, I feel, and, and we're looking at this as a company that we're going to see this emergence of a shared services model. So what the heck does that mean? Um, in the 50 to 250 employee space, and sometimes even much larger, companies really um, have a challenge internally with uh, with talent knowing how to deploy technology in the right way. So we've got this old paper process for performance management. What are companies doing today? How can we mold that into our technology solution to get the most out of it? And a lot of HR teams just are not prepared for that. Um, but, you know, a lot of companies are trying to move that way to keep talent, attract more talent. So, you know, we're predicting that there is going to be a, a shared services model where a company like ours, like Paysphere, will have somebody on our team who is an HR consultant through the technology process. And they're, they're bringing to the table, you know, hey, I know that's the way you guys do it today. Here's another way that organizations are using the technology and, and really consulting on the technology build as opposed to just saying, hey, tell me how you want it, we'll build it, saying, you know, tell me what you're trying to accomplish, what are your goals, what are challenges that you're trying to overcome today, and really taking a front-end consultative approach and providing, uh, you know, our, our company or organizations like us, providing talent to them to help through that process, to make sure that we're living up to what we, what we promise companies, which is to help you be more successful. So. Well, and that's the ultimate goal, obviously, to, to encourage, which is one of the things I love about your company and your philosophy and what you're doing, is you're cued to the success of the client, of the of the customer. And a lot of folks pay lip service to that, and they say that. And again, I think that's going to be a big differentiator between what you do and the size of your business, even as you grow it, and the big guys yeah. in, your, in your space. Because yeah. the big guys will say that, but to translate that down through thousands of people, yeah. their employees... Sure. and get people that are in that mold that, that fit that slot mm -hmm. and then carry that out in the field, I, I think it's impossible. I don't think it's next to impossible. I think it's impossible, particularly in a service. And I, your business just has a great need for service and hand-holding and identification <laughs> and relationships and all the things that we get taught that we need to do to build a successful business. Yeah. Uh, and being at a certain level and philosophically doing what you do I think is critical. Well, Matt, I don't know what to do other than thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. You've provided a lot of great information. Ladies and gentlemen, this information will be available on a podcast. All three of the shows will be uh, together, and you can listen to what we talk about uh, from soup to nuts, a conversation about payroll, HR, and uh, timekeeping. Uh, don't forget the timekeeping. Thing. Great, <laughs> great savings there for people who have not yet quote unquote, automated their timekeeping. That's right. Matt, if people want to reach out to you, you've already given your website, but give it again. And also how they can contact you and your company if they want to connect and ask questions and perhaps talk to you about serving them. Absolutely. So our website is payspherepayroll.com. That's P-A-Y-S-P-H-E-R-E payroll.com. Or you can reach us uh, here locally at 281-377-8144. Uh, feel free to call our office and ask for me. I'm, I'm happy to, to help you and consult you through what solution may be best for you. Well, I encourage you folks, if you got questions about your payroll or in the idea that you can really save or the way I look at it, make money with your payroll, yeah. you need to call Matt, reach out to his website, whatever you're comfortable with, uh, because there's a lot of things, even for the smallest business. If you have employees, there are opportunities, cost-effective opportunities to make save money uh, in this particular part of your business. So I encourage you to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our bottom of the hour break. And in the second half of the show, in my Did You Know segment, I'm going to talk about why we have systems and processes. And then our one best consult tip of the week, dial up, accelerate, and prepare to budget for 2019. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Listeners, 
Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday, right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM, or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org. Because every life matters. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, Silver Fox Advisor, founder of One Best Consult, your host today. Thank you again for joining us today. And let me let you know that if you're here in the Montgomery County area, business owner, you too can sponsor the show. All you have to do is reach out to me, and I would appreciate talking to you. Sponsorships are very reasonable. Get your name out in the business community. Just send me an email at rick at irlonestar.com or to one, that's the number one best consult at Gmail. Be glad to talk to you about that sponsorship. Love to hear from you. Did you know, did you know the reason we have processes and systems in our business? You know, that's one of the most important things I learned very, very early in my career was the importance of developing processes. In those days, they were fairly simple. I also learned the value, took some time in my case, might and yours as well, to write them down. Uh, so that they could be passed around so everybody in the business that they were applicable to understood them. And where I really found it valuable to have these things written down or typed up or on the computer, wherever, is when you hired new people. And when new folks came in and you'd talk to them, you had a job description, job profile, you went through the whole process, you hired somebody, you came in on the first day after making sure they were registered properly with payroll, you would typically say, okay, here's a notebook in my day. And today it's on a computer screen. Take a look at some of the things we do. This is how we do it. One, two, three, four, A, B, C. These were processes that were reviewed on a regular basis. Uh, even the simplest process, how to open up or, or lock the building up at night. We had those recorded so we could pass them out to people as they were given a key, an alarm code, and so on and so forth. But it's very, very important that your business have reliable systems and processes, procedures, because really what these do is they empower your people. Someone doesn't have to stand there and say, well, what should I do? What would they expect me to do? How do I do this? They are procedures, processes consistently, and that's a key word. When you have certain things developed into a system and a process procedure, then you can build some consistency. And consistency, I believe, is one of the most important factors to building your profitability. You need to increase your efficiency and reduce mistakes. And one of the ways to do that is through having these processes and procedures. You know, the thing, secondly, that is, is important about these procedures is they basically are historic company knowledge. I mean, you've, you've got agreements, you've got arrangements, say with a vendor, uh, with clients, uh, you have partners. 
all those things that you have with these people, it's very important that you have those recorded because, again, a relationship based on those systems and processes of dealing with these situations. And thirdly, every system has really, according to some folks, and I agree with this, has two layers or two different distinct areas that when you build this. First of all, you have the process layer. Well, that's the procedure says, well, one, you put a key in, two, you open this up, three, you use this, four, you return this, five, you go here. And again, I'm being very simple. Some of these are very complex as far as taking payments, posting payments, uh, how to fix things, how to serve clients, customer service. I mean, the areas can go and go on and they'll grow as your business grows. But you have the process, it has to be succinct, laid out so that in my impression and what works best for me, something I learned in law school, when you write something up and in law school, it was a contract, put it in front of someone who has no idea what the situation is. They have no idea who the players are and see if they can read through it and understand what has been committed to by both sides. Well, to me, a process, a procedure, assuming they have the educational and skill knowledge, if it's something particular such as operating a CNC machine, that they will understand how to do it more or less by simply reading the process, going through the process functionally and understanding it. So that's what the process layer is. There's also a format layer. Uh, and this gets into developing a format for your process of procedures that is easy to understand. I have seen procedure notebooks, particularly in larger companies, that you can't get past page one. You're confused. You've already been told to turn to five different other pages. It's kind of like reading some of those manuals we get when we buy a car. Uh, everybody's done that, and you try to understand them, and I think particularly the ones that go with German cars are so confusing. They were written by uh, engineers, uh, not by people that were reading them with little or no knowledge other than how to generally drive a car. So you've got to have a format developed. All of this is not hard, but I encourage you, if you do not have written process and procedure for all the basic elements of your business, that you do so because you will provide an efficiency and you will cut costly mistakes and things will run smoother, particularly with new hires. We're going to take a short break now and we come back. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the payroll and the HR and the timekeeping that we talked with Matt about today, kind of summarize and give you an example of one of my own clients and what they discovered when they listened and heard some of the things that Matt had spoken about. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today. The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor as well as being founder of OneBestConsult.com. I want to remind you that if you have failed to catch all the show today or you heard some things you'd like to re-listen to, 
A podcast of the show will be posted on Wednesday of this week. Uh, you can go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page there, The Weekly Business Hour, and go to YouTube where we have a channel, The Weekly Business Hour, or you can go to our onebestconsult.com. That's the number onebestconsult.com, our website, and pick up the podcast there as well as hundreds of other social media sites. So I encourage you to listen to what uh, we had to say here, particularly in the payroll areas, Matt. I think there's a lot of great information, and that podcast is always available to you, as well as his previous two appearances on the show talking about payroll. I'd like to do a quick recap of some of the things I heard Matt talk about today. I mean, his predictions, I believe, uh, the ones that I am cued into are right on point. Uh, I think the idea of, uh, as I mentioned in in the segment with Matt, of continuous evaluation of employees, giving feedback, developing your own internal system and a way to do that. Uh, You know, it's a little more than the attaboys, but it is a continuous effort to encourage, to give feedback, good and bad, to people. Uh, I don't think it requires formal meetings all the time. It can be five minutes over a cup of coffee. Uh, It can be as the week or month progresses. Just have a list and check it off as you visit with the people you're responsible for. I think there's some really great opportunities to increase or improve the bond between the employer and employee here if done properly. But I think one of the things that he talked about in the beginning was the, uh, in his predictions, was the idea of the big company versus the small company. And the small companies, the growing companies, uh, the gorillas being the large companies that have been around, they're on the stock exchange. Uh, they're very in the box kind of people. I experience that with my clients when they go out and try to find a payroll service and they end up typically with a smaller company uh, that's growing. Uh, typically motivated primarily, if I'll be honest with you, with price, but also the list of services that can be provided, potentially some of which may help my situation. So I think it's important that you look at that. But I want to share one thing with you. You know, I have a client that uh, the timekeeping part of what Matt talked about, particularly last week and the the week before in his initial conversation, uh, the idea that timekeeping is such an important, it's a basic part of hiring people and paying them properly. And I'm still surprised the number of businesses with 5, 10, 20, 25 employees, 30 employees that still use timesheets. They don't automate it in any way, or they still have the old punch cards. You know, the ones we put a card in the top or the front and ba-bump, ba-bump. Then somebody had to calculate them. Somebody had to be responsible to check them daily to make sure everybody punched in, punched out properly. Uh, This process can be automated uh, either with a clock itself or with software, uh, it, it, the cost is so low uh, that it will pay for itself just in the payroll processing of adding the time up in, in just a few months. So everybody should be on that. But, you know, there's some other things that are available out there. And one of the neat things is in the app world, the little apps where you go on the Apple Store or other places you could get an app, download an app, and that's on scheduling. And I have an employee that had a lot of part-time people And so they put together, they found an app uh, that was free and they started doing their scheduling uh, with people using their phone. And this primarily was that uh, people could check their schedules. The employer would post them to the app and then the employees could check if they were at school or wherever they were and see when they were next scheduled to work. Uh, There wasn't any confusion, kind of like everybody calls in on Monday to find out when they're scheduled to work. None of that. Uh, the app, of course, younger people love that, the idea that they can put that app on their phone. And if the, the time that's scheduled is incorrect, then they can follow the procedure to change that time and so on and so forth. It made life so simple. And the key thing was the employees bought into it. They loved it. So, again, there was not this situation where somebody just didn't show up for work and say, oh, I didn't know I was posted to work today. We've all been there where we use that time for scheduling, particularly with part-time people. So I encourage you you have part-time or even full-time people, find an app, put it on phones. I mean, people are using their cell phones. If you don't realize that, just look at some of the statistics of people buying on their cell phone, buying products and services. It's an important tool with your workforce. Consider using it. The investment is very minor for scheduling. In fact, it can be free. All you have to do is learn how to use the apps. They're simple, and there's a lot of them out there. And if you'd like some recommendations, then reach out to me. Send me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com, and I'd be glad to let you know what the apps that I'm aware of that are out there, there may be others, that can help you with your mobile scheduling. 
Well, that's the end of our third segment today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take our final break of the day. And when I come back, I'm going to offer you my one best consult tip of the week. It's entitled Dial Up, Accelerate, and Start Budgeting for 2019. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and I am Rick Schistler, your host, and thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This is our final segment today, and this is where I typically talk about uh, what I like to call the one best consult tip of the week. And this week, I'm going to talk about my title, Dial Up, Accelerate, and Budgeting for 2019. You know, the last couple of weeks we've talked about in the tip of the, of the week about dialing your business up. Is it ready? Talked about accelerating growth, particularly through the final part of the year. All these things are important. But I also uh, have gone through some encouragement about budgeting. And yes, I know it's October and we still have got two full months and most of this month to go. But it's always a good time to think about budgeting. Uh, I think about budgeting throughout the end of the year, particularly when I look at my financials. I like to have a column that shows what my budget was, see if I'm on target, and if I'm off, what's causing it, and that could be a plus or a minus. Am I up over budget or am I under budget? Where'd I miss it? I always want to be refining my budgeting process. I want to give you a few tips today as you start to hopefully think about budgeting. I'm not today encouraging you to start budgeting now, but prepare for it. Take a little bit of time here and there. Think about it. Look at your expense items. That seems to be one of the key things. Obviously, the revenue and expenses are the budget. But look at expense items. Be sure you have the right categories. Make sure things are falling in the right categories. You may need to add or potentially subtract. I believe the smaller that a financial is as far as revenue and expenses, the better. But that being said, I think key items on both revenue and expenses need to appear. In fact, oftentimes I set minimums such as an expense must be, say, 5000 a year or larger to have its own line item. And I break down revenue the same way. If we have areas of revenue in the business that are large and I set a number as a way to tick off, and in some cases I put items that are less than that number only because I think it's very important, particularly in new areas of business, to track to see if we have the growth really taking place. But the key is to keep your budget simple, like many, many things in business. Keep it simple. The old KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. I think it applies. Well, here we go. Here's some tips that I would offer you as you begin to think about your budgeting. 
first of all, and we talked about this recently, but I just have to constantly reiterate, particularly to my small business clients, is keep your small business finances out of your personal finances. In other words, when your financial statement is done and your budget is done for your business, it's for your business. I realize that for many people, the heart of their personal finances is their business. Obviously, if you own a business, you're earning a living out of that business. And I'm not here to scold anybody about living out of their business, but I'm here to say that you want these numbers to be accurate if you want to measure the performance of the business. And in many times, that's very important because sometimes you find yourself and you, and you co-mingle things and so on and so forth. And you say, well, the business is doing well enough, you know, this, that, but you really don't know. There's some things that are mixed in with all this that are not happening. Things that could be done a little bit differently, make you more successfully, or even in some cases, perhaps prevent a failure that's developing. So I encourage keep personal and business expenses, business finances, if you will, separate. A list of your expenses. Number two, I mentioned this earlier uh, in my conversation today. List out the expenses that you're going to include in your budget. Just line items. Compare it to what you've been doing in the past. Make sure you've included the ones that need to be there. And then exclude. Every year, I would review a list. And depending on the maturity and the age of your business, I might scratch one or call it something different and include some things. Because I wanted it to accurately describe what that expense was. So that's very, very important. And the same thing to a lesser sense in your revenue and income. Another thing, the third thing is, it's to budget your wants. If you've got things that you want to use to improve your business, you need to budget them into the business. That's very important because you don't want to go into debt unless you uh, to spend on things that you don't just need in the business. In other words, you want them, but you just don't need them. They, the return might be a little fuzzy of, of the purchase, a variety of things. But you, it's nothing wrong. Have a wish list. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're to the end of the show today. I hope those three tips help. I'll continue with uh, more tips in the future on building the right budget for the coming year. I want to thank you for joining us today. And please put on your calendar to join us again next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 o'clock. I think we'll again provide you with a great show and hopefully educate, provide you with tips and ideas that you can use today. And again, look for the podcast of today's show on the weekly Business Hour page at the station's uh, website, IRLoneStar.com, Facebook, YouTube. It's out there for your enjoyment and use. And again, thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thanks.